the best place to buy tires? Where's the best repair shop for my hybrid? Questions about your car? Drive into Dobbs. With more than 40 locations, our team of technicians will get the job done right the first time. For deals you can use, click on GoToDobbs.com now. Cheap, cheap, fun, fun. Spring is in the air and Dirt Cheap is in your neighborhood ready to deliver the perfect drinks to your doorstep. That's right. All of Dirt Cheap's convenient locations now offer delivery of their wide selections of beers, wines, and all the spirits you need. And if you're like me, nothing hits better in the springtime than a nice weeded bourbon. Ask the friendly staff at Dirt Cheap about their selection of weeders like Maker's Mark, Larceny, and so many others. Download the Dirt Cheap app and order curbside or delivery. Have fun, but be careful out there. Hi, I'm Dan for Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers, here to share the easiest way to buy tires. Come to Dobbs. With the best tire brands and the biggest inventory, you'll get your tires the same day at the lowest price, guaranteed. Next time you need tires, get into Dobbs. It's time for the Rutherford Report on 101 ESPN. Anything you folks want to know about the fascinating world of pro hockey, here we go. With Alex Ferrario and Tanner Hendrickson, I'm Brandon Kylie. It's BK and Ferrario on 101 ESPN. If you heard it earlier this morning in our open, I went through the audit of the Blues and some of the issues with the underlying numbers. The genesis of that conversation was Jeremy Rutherford's piece over on The Athletic this morning where he talked about some of the underlying numbers for specifically Justin Falk and Tory Krug. Jeremy Rutherford joins us now via the Brown and Crouppen Celebrity Line Blues Insider for The Athletic. JR, we appreciate the time as always, my man. Let's start out with that. I want to dive right into this with you. I mentioned this earlier today. The Blues are 28th in Corsi 4 percentage at 5 on 5, which essentially means they're not generating a ton of offense compared to their opponents. They're 30th in expected goals allowed per game at 5 on 5 and 21st in expected goals for per game at 5 on 5. How much of an issue is this in your mind? Do you think it's something that's worth monitoring? Yeah, I think so. In terms of, you know, looking at those numbers that they are what they are and they don't lie, you know, however, you know, I think you could recognize that without doing a lot of digging into the numbers, because we know that defense has been an issue for this team, BK. And also uh, the goaltending with Jordan Bennington, you know, for long stretches this year with his inconsistency, inconsistency. So, you know, to me, you know, I think it does tell a story. I think you do have to uh, look at that and say, you know, how are they going to rectify that? We've talked about, you know, bringing in some help defensively, you know, starting, giving Billy Huso more starts. Uh, but it also, you know, relies on the forwards as well. So the way I look at it is, you know, we've looked at this Blues team for so many years and they've been so sound defensively. You know, the eye test, you could watch the games and, and recognize that. They got good goaltending from Jordan Bennington on, on that Stanley Cup run. You know, the team's built a little different this year. Defense is not the strong suit. The starting goaltender is not the strong suit. So, yes, they can score five, six goals a game, but that's not how playoff games are won. So I think that's where you have to look at it and say, this is something that they definitely need to address. Well, and I guess the question, Jair, is how does that match up against the teams that they would potentially have to face in a playoff series? I mean, you look at Colorado, who's on a, on a hot streak, Minnesota, Vegas, the way that these teams have been playing. And the hard part is it, it's tough to evaluate when they've matched up this season because either the Blues haven't had a full roster or the opposition hasn't had a full roster. Yeah, Alex, you know, they just haven't. And so it is hard to evaluate uh, those head-to-head matchups. Uh, but I can tell you this, without knowing how these teams match up against or just knowing the talent, the skill level on a couple of the teams that you mentioned, you know, you're just not going to get in a track meet with these guys and win a lot of 6-5 games like we saw with the Blues and the Toronto Maple Leafs a couple weeks ago. So, you know, this is something that they are going to have to shore up. 
you know, again, I just don't think it's a situation where this is the style that Craig Bruby wants to play. It's just you play with what you have on your roster and how guys are performing, and they're just not getting it in the areas that lead to, you know, better-looking stats from, from that point of view. So, uh, look, the power play is great. The penalty, penalty kill is great. And in the past, you know, this team has been a great 5-5 five five team, and sometimes you look at the PP and PK and say that's going to have to be better. So it is a bit cyclical on how those things work. But as we all know, you know, you don't look at three, four, five play, uh, power play opportunities in the postseason. It's not how games are won. So, you know, Craig Ruby's coaching these guys up to play better, D, but, you know, they're just going to have to come back after this uh, reset, after this break, and, and, and start to play that way. And Doug Armstrong's going to have to be working the phones, looking for some help on that back end. And that's where I wanted to get to with you next, JR. We listened to a cut from Elliot Friedman a little bit ago, um, and he mentioned that, the sweepstakes for Ben Sherratt specifically are probably going to start heating up here pretty soon. He might be the first one that ends up getting traded among the defensemen that we've talked so much about. Do you think he's the number one guy on the board right now for the Blues? And if not, who are some of the other names that you think could be of interest for them if they decide to improve the blue line? Yeah, I think he's probably, you know, probably a number one target. But, you know, like when you have Elliot Friedman and, and national guys uh, talking about that guy being the number one guy, you know, that just means that the price is going to be pretty high. And so, you know, you can expect that to be a first round pick. I know Pierre Lebrun wrote about that uh, just a couple of weeks ago. And what else, you know, could it take more than a first round pick? You know, when you have five or six teams, probably more than that, calling Montreal for that player, it's going to be tough. So, you know, you have some other names. You look at uh, Lindholm and, and Anaheim. You know, I, I know that the Blues have scouted Sherratt. They, they've scouted uh, Lindholm. You look at Giordano. I wrote in the story today that the Blues faced Seattle twice in the last couple of weeks. Got a good look at that Giordano. You know, what's the cost for some of these guys? And, you know, do they go with that tier guy? You know, I think they have to. I, I think they really do. That's, that's what this Blues team needs. I don't think that they can bring in, you know, a guy who's a couple million dollar player who they can slot in on the third pair and then just hope that Mikula and whoever else can get the job done at that level. I think they're going to have to bring in an upper tier guy and then push the guys down the lineup. Uh, Mikula, I think he's going to be a great player, but imagine if you got him on your third line rather than your than your top pair. So uh, we'll see where it goes, but the price is going to, I think, dictate a lot of uh, what we see happen with the Blues. Jared, that's what I'm curious about, too, and I don't know if there's any names that pop out to you, but you know, we've heard the, the, the main ones, Chikrin, Giordano, Sherratt, and I, Doug Armstrong always seems to fly underneath the radar. He always seems to find a guy. I mean, Marco Scandell is a perfect example. Nobody was talking about him available a few years ago, and then the Blues strike that deal. Is there a name that maybe people aren't talking about that you know could be available? Justin Braun! Yeah, but the- Go get Justin Braun! <laughs> Jamie Alexiak! Yeah. Yeah, you, you know, you have the Justin Bronze of the world, those guys. But here's the thing. You, you kind of make the case there uh, by mentioning Marco Scandella. Those are the types of guys who might be available that people aren't talking about. And when, when Marco Scandella came and he played those 11 games with Colton, you say, wow, you know, Doug Armstrong really dug through the weeds and found one here, and this looks like it could be a good fit. And, you know, not to, you know, criticize Marco, but – you know, has it been a perfect fit since he's been here? No. And now he finds himself in the third pairing. So that's what I'm saying when I say, I don't think that that type of player is going to be the guy who comes in and you say, okay, now this is a team that can defend the Colorados, the Vegas so on and so forth and get you two or three rounds in the playoffs. Look, no one player is going to come in and do that. Even if you can bring in a Chikrin or, or, or somebody of his caliber, uh, but at least it puts you on a, on a better level defensively and you can start to probably change some of those numbers that we talked about earlier, five on five. They need to solidify themselves. And, you know, last point I'll make on this is, 
you have the team who can contend. You have the forward group. You know, whether it's Bennington turning his game around or really who's the goaltender, you have a team that can contend. And I just don't know that a baby step with uh, adding a second tier defenseman is what this team needs. I, I think it needs more. So real quick, Jared, just to follow up. So, so you believe that it needs to be one of the big fishes uh, for the Blues to make a trade? I, I do, and you know that's with a caveat, not knowing who else out there could be available that we're not talking about that that might, you know, border on that upper tier. You just don't know who's available. Look, there's still what seven weeks to go before the trade deadline. Teams could climb, teams could fall. What does Bill Armstrong do with his asking price on Chickering out in Arizona? So there's a number of things that could, that could take place. Look, we could be talking two days before the trade deadline and the blues have made a move for this guy. And it looks like the perfect fit. So, you know, I'm not saying you have to go out and get one of those two or three, four names that we're mentioning every single day. I just think that what I've seen on defense and what we see in those underlying numbers, I think that with the forward group, they have, this is a group that can contend for a Stanley cup and they need a guy who can jump in and play in that top four on the left side. JR, all season, I've been wondering, okay, when is the time where they could get a Craig Berube contract extension done? And this seems like the most logical time period to do so. It's the final year of his deal. He'll be a free agent after this season if they decide not to do something in season. Do you think they're maybe talking behind the scenes right now about a potential extension for Craig Berube, or is that still on the back burner for the Blues? Yeah, and I'm going to try to touch on that in part two of my mailbag that's going to be out uh, later this week, you know, but just making uh, some calls. Yeah, I, I think it is a possibility. I know that uh, there have probably been some talks for the past uh, several months. You know, it, it takes both sides to come together and, and agree on a number. I agree with you, BK, that, you know, I don't think a coaching contract or negotiation, you know, takes away from what's going on on the ice like maybe a star player would. Uh, so, you know, whether it got done two weeks ago when they were playing every other night or it gets done during this break, you know, it, it, I don't think it matters big picture, but yeah, it does make a lot of sense. Okay. Craig, he's our guy. He's got a new two year, three year, four year deal. Let's go out these last 38 games, the final 79 days and, and, and get behind this guy and Craig get behind the team and make this push. Uh, you know, I don't think there's any question from the, the player's perspective, the, the staff's perspective that he's not the guy and that he's not going to get the new deal. Uh, but I just think that maybe if you got something done during this break and uh, everybody came back and, and rested, rejuvenated, okay, let's go do this thing, that this stretch does make a lot of sense. Final question. We'll get you out of here on this, JR. Do you think there's any chance of a contract extension for a player during this break? We're we're kind of talking over the last few days about the possibility of whether it be Barbie or Sonny or Kairu Huso, somebody like that. Is there any chance that we see a player extension done during this break? You know, I, I never say never, but, you know, just touching on those guys there, I think what Barbie's got another year uh, at 2.25 uh, or 3.5. Uh, you look at Huso, I don't think so. I think he's going to continue to play, you know, hopefully and from his perspective, play the way he is and, and either find a deal that fits with the Blues or, or go into free agency. That's the one thing I know you guys are aware of it, but he's going to be an unrestricted uh, free agent. So, you know, he's going to have some opportunity if this continues to work out for him. Um, you look at some of these other guys, uh, Perron is a guy that comes to mind. You know, I don't know that they're ready to cross that bridge yet with him because, you know, they just don't know what their payroll is going to be. You still have the Tarasenko situation and some others. So, yeah, never say never. You know, what was it during the uh, COVID shutdown a couple of years ago? I think Doug Armstrong took care of about three guys, Scandella and some others. So uh, certainly he uses this time to his advantage. 
But as we speak here, I don't, I'm not aware of anything being imminent with anybody. He's Jeremy Rutherford. Read the first part of his mailbag over on The Athletic. It's really good stuff. That was part of the genesis of the conversation we had earlier today on what the situation is with the defense, some of the underlying numbers for the Blues, a bunch of other good nuggets in there as well. JR, we appreciate the time as always, man. Enjoy yourself over this break, and we'll talk with you again next week. All right. Thanks, guys.